you started in Brazil or Portugal, ended up in Riverside, California. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of Vegemication. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. <laughs> I'm Nicolette. And I'm Bridget. And today we're going to be diving into the world of the navel orange, a very special little citrus. It's true. We have an extra special guest. Yes. You guys are going to learn so much about the navel orange, your brains might explode. So put your helmets on, kids. <laughs> Make sure they're not expired. <laughs> and get ready to learn. So today we are going to have a very special guest here at Vegemication. We have Brian, who is a local expert on the navel orange. So he's just going to give us some of his genius about the navel orange and maybe help us learn a little bit more about it. You ready? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, and uh, also thank you to the ghost of Bridget. Yes, um, the ghost of Bridget. She's listening somewhere. She's somewhere in San but, Jose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all, of all the days of uh, research that I've done, uh, I, I do... Feel somewhat I of an expert. See the printed out documents. This is going to be really good. Pages upon <laughs> pages, pages of upon double, pages about double sided, navel oranges. Of course, um, double side everyone. Print. <laughs> Always double side. This is an eco friendly podcast. Only. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so it's a it's a tale of uh, a very dramatic tale mm-hmm. um, of As competition most and foods are disease. Oh, disease at, at points um, of almost not having navel oranges oh dear so uh, it, it, it began in uh, the early 1800s in the okay. 19th century um, and it, here's where the, the first the first twist as you as you might want to say um, of the the history of the navel orange uh, happens is that there is some controversy on some disagreement mm. on where exactly it originated okay yeah so um, I'm gonna throw some names out there that I will undoubtedly mispronounced that's okay <laughs> um but it, you you may recognize them as as clearly um early 1800s early 19th century names mm-hmm. uh, yes. because no one is named anything <laughs> like this <laughs> but um so uh three uh, department of agriculture um uh employees from the the usda the, the u.s department mm-hmm. of agriculture um named Polymon Howard Dorset. Yeah, don't hear that every day. Um, sounds like something out of uh, maybe uh, Little Women. Mm-hmm. Or like Jane or Austen or something. Pride and Prejudice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, that's one person. Uh, Archibald Dixon Shamel. Mm-hmm. Um, very pristine name <laughs> there. And uh, Wilson Popino. Okay. Uh, did a study called The Naval Orange of Bahia. I'm not done. It's a long title. <laughs> With notes on some little-known Brazilian fruits. Oh, oh, I'm still so, not done with the title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> USDA Bulletin number 445. Okay. So right. Brazil. That's interesting. Yeah. And that was written in 1917, so, uh, you know, a little while ago. And, and they believe that the uh, the naval orange originated in Bahia, Brazil, okay. um, on a monastery. It doesn't know where I found, did it say the name of the monastery? Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a single mutation of the Selecta. Oh. Uh, the select uh, variety of orange, okay. um, which originated from Portugal. Oh, okay. So no matter uh, no matter how you look at it, it basically originated in Portugal, where people 
have a differing of opinion um, in mainly uh, Antoine Riso and Pierre Antoine Potier. Mm-hmm. I am not a French speaker. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, in their book, uh, history, uh, Natural History of Orange Trees, okay. um, written in uh, 1812 uh, through 1822. Uh, Sounds like a good uh, read. Yeah, so they were much closer in, in years um, to the actual founding of, mm-hmm. of the name Orange, but um, they believe that it was uh, cultivated in Portugal. Okay. So uh, both, lead, both roads lead to Portugal. Both roads lead to Portugal. <laughs> uh, follow the naval road to Portugal. <laughs> um, so uh, they believed it, it actually was uh, the umbigo uh, naval orange. Okay. Um, it may sound redundant if you know Portuguese, because umbigo, I believe, is I don't know Portuguese, but in... <laughs> we all found a friend. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, yeah, either way you look at it, it started in Portugal. Interesting. And we have naval oranges. Um, now from there, oh, it gets even got, more. Okay. Yeah, you got a little bit more. Buckle your seatbelts. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they said, uh, "Ooh, there's a yeah, there's a mutation on this uh, select orange uh, tree. Uh, it doesn't have any seeds, and as you and, and Bridget may have talked about, there's a little tiny uh, orange inside the the naval oh, orange. We so, didn't talk about that. Yeah. yeah so. Um, the mutation puts a uh, a smaller, um, uh, we'll say, orange fetus. Okay. <laughs> uh, where the uh, where the stem of the orange meets the, okay. the fruit. So the instead of the tree. seeds, it has just a tiny orange. Fetus. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, to be uh, but to be clear about it, it, it doesn't reproduce. Yeah. Uh, via seed or the orange fetus. <laughs> I will trademark. We're gonna trademark that. <laughs> We're gonna trademark that later. <laughs> but uh, um, but what it has to happen is is it, you need to take a, a, a cutting from mm-hmm. a, a current navel orange tree, okay. graft it onto mm-hmm. a um, a current non navel orange tree or oh, orange okay. tree, and then um, it will take on that the characteristic of of that. Uh, the orange tree. It's like an intensive process, like process for just naval oranges. Yeah, I think what I just discovered or, or um, just uh, described was grafting, which is completely not what happens. Oh. Um, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'll okay. let, I'll leave the scientific. <laughs> we'll part we'll to dive into that maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so edit that part out or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. No worries. Um, but uh, either way, it doesn't uh, it doesn't seed, so you can't plant the seed. You mm-hmm. have to plant. A clipping. Yeah, I've been wanting to look way. into how seedless fruit reproduces because, like grapes, that mm. doesn't make any sense. But another yes. episode. It was a rabbit hole that I, <laughs> I was tempted. <laughs> this is uh, this is the one I chose. Um, so, at that point, uh, clippings were sent to Australia. Mm-hmm. Clippings were sent to Florida, which wasn't part of the Union at that time. Okay. Um, so it was a foreign country, uh, from the United States. Um, that may also be wrong. So just <laughs> yeah. you know, out there in the world. We um, will fact check everything. Because yeah, we've we'll... definitely said everything accurate in all of the episodes. Oh, yeah. But the, the, <laughs> the history books and, uh, and articles that I read about the history of the Naval Orange uh, treated Florida like a foreign country. Okay. That's, it's, it can, yeah. borders are not real 
know, I, I didn't know if this was that kind of podcast, but I, I don't believe in borders. We always throw in a little bit of political stuff. <laughs> don't Anyways. believe in borders. So yeah, let's throw borders out. Keep going. So anyway, uh, they were sent to Florida. They were sent to Australia. They were mm-hmm. sent to California, um, being the, the climates the, that they had, Mediterranean, tropical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was found in Florida that uh, they didn't thrive very well. Oh, interesting. Um, just the the environment there being more humid mm-hmm. and more wet and not as not as dry as California or Australia. They just didn't didn't take as well. They they fruited, but the fruit wasn't great. Okay. Um, Valencia oranges more or less grow better in that mm-hmm. that environment. Um, so Australia uh, ruled the ruled the the navel orange for a while. Okay. Um, and most of the um, most of the different varieties that people would propagate came from those cuttings from Australia, Australia okay. uh, in the United States and Australia. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, of the twelve that twelve cuttings that were sent from Bahia to the United States um, to the Department of Agriculture, um, three of them were sent to California, Riverside. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, and uh, most notably to um, Eliza and Luther Tibbetts of Riverside, California. Okay. Um, and there's a little bit of history behind there. Um, there was a gentleman called uh, uh, William O. Saunders, another um, 19th century name, I believe. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> out there named William Saunders <laughs> or um, Archibald? Are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> I want to be friends. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Eliza and uh, and Luther Tibbetts uh, were friends of William O. Saunders, um, and he he knew them to be um, to be enthusiasts of, mm-hmm. of oranges okay. and of, and of uh, propagating things. So he sent them um, these three cuttings, and they uh, they planted them on their property. Um, two survived. And I read in one article that the third one was trampled by a cow. Oh, hate it when that happens. I know. Yeah. Rest um, in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, third Naval Orange <laughs> tree. Um, so in uh, in 1903, um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. That was in 1870. Okay. 1870. When those were sent um, to the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. They propagated them for four years, okay. let them grow out a little bit. Sent three of them to uh, the Tibbets. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is full of Tibbets. <laughs> um, pun, bad joke. <laughs> you slap her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, in, in 1874, uh, they received their three um, their three uh, transplants. Mm-hmm. So anyway, in uh, 1874, they received their three trees, mm-hmm. their saplings. And um, they planted them. One was trampled by a cow, yes. uh, mm-hmm. allegedly. allegedly. We don't want to. Maybe someone stole it. Oh, yeah, that's true. We don't want to incriminate the cow. Yeah. Um, cows have enough to worry about. <laughs> they do. And so. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they had uh, two thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, they entered uh, a local um, horticulture contest in Riverside. Okay. Um, everybody loved their uh, the flavor of their oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a hit. Um, and soon it overshadowed the Australian varieties. Oh. So um, it spread and people just started propagating it left and right. Um, and then uh, a little bit later, I'm gonna flip a page. So, 
Dramatic page flip. <laughs> um, let me try uh, try and find it in my notes here. Yeah, take um, your time. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Well, anyway, um, in the research, I found out that um, Brazil had a problem. Okay. With their uh, with their orange crops, mm. the Bahia, uh, the Bahia variety of mm -hmm. oranges, um, and they had been propagating the navel orange for a while now mm -hmm. as well, um, and they started dying. Oh. They had a, a, a hmm. massive die off, and um, the, the riverside trees sent some. Oh, to yeah, the, okay, the so kind of full circle, kind of exactly. Wow. So the Tibbets sent cool. sent them some cuttings, and mm -hmm. they were able to rebuild their their navel orange industry. So um, which gave the um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So there's two trees. Okay. And uh, in Riverside, the in, two Riverside. Trees in Riverside. Okay. Um, and somebody comes around named uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, and I'm not sure if he was a major driver of this um, or if it was just the local government, but uh, what happened was um, they were like, we don't want those trees there. Okay. <laughs> we want to transplant them to a more public space. Oh, they wanted them to be bigger superstars. Yeah. Understandable. These are, these are <laughs> famous trees. We want people to see them. Mm -hmm. We want it to be a big draw. So they, uh, they transplant one to what is now the, the Mission Inn. Um, it used to be called the Glenwood Hotel. Okay. Um, now that tree um, died shortly after mm. Theodore Roosevelt died. Oh. So Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt died. The tree was sad. Maybe the tree was in mourning. You yep. know, they had a special bond. Yeah. Theodore Roosevelt actually went and helped transplant it. Oh, okay. He so this hands on. Hands yeah. Um, yes. So maybe that's what... Little tree. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we're yeah. not going to make any. Uh, we don't know what. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, um, so that tree's gone. We have, we're down to one tree. Mm -hmm. um, so um, the the navel orange that came from that tree and the other tree that had died uh, subsequently was named the Washington variety. Okay. Um, and I couldn't find anything. Was it because yeah. it came from Washington? Like orders from Washington, Maybe. we need to propagate this tree, or uh, the fact that um, Eliza and um, Luther Tibbetts were originally from Washington State. Okay. So, so but they did name that variety, the Washington variety. Okay. So what that tree, uh, that tree's name uh, is the um, Washington variety mother tree. Okay. The mother tree. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> so I have some uh, I have some little tidbits here um, that uh, of the history of the mother tree as That's well. Cool. And the mother tree gets its own its own section. Its here. own section. Onto the mother tree. <laughs> um, so let's see here. Um, flipping of the page here. I'm sorry. No, the parent tree. Oh, the parent tree. I guess there was no... Yeah, it doesn't have to be specific. Yeah. So <laughs> there was a parent tree. Um, like I said, days of research. Mm -hmm. There, Literally. A lot went into this. I see... Sometimes people get doctorate degrees <laughs> days of research. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the Washington variety parent tree uh, was uh, transplanted from the, the Tibbetts... Um, uh, the Tibbetts home um, mm -hmm. to uh, what you uh, where you can still see it today in Riverside oh, yeah. uh, on the corner of Magnolia and Arlington Avenue. Field trip. 
Yeah. <laughs> now, in 1915, the trees started to decline. Uh-oh. Um, from, uh, at that point, a, um, a not-so-well-known disease that we know oh, of. Oh, Phytophthora. Phytophthora, oh, yeah. They're um, testing for that right upstairs right now. <laughs> exactly. We have some pears brewing in some, you know. Something strange. <laughs> some mixed soil water up there. <laughs> or they've been punctured by something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I think they're doing pear baiting. It's very interesting. Yeah, our urban forestry specialist here at our city forest is, uh, they're, they're they got their hands in some things that um, <laughs> would benefit the community sooner or later. Yeah. Um, so it, it was uh, it was hit by Phytophthora. Um, they called it uh, gamosis. Gamosis. I kind of yeah. like that more. The tree had the itis, mm. as maybe they might have said back then. <laughs> <laughs> so or root rot, uh, okay. basically. So it was affecting the roots. And what they did was they um, they did what's called a uh, it's called inarching. In our chain. Yeah, um, which is they took the seedlings of sweet oranges, rough lemons, and sour oranges, uh-huh. uh, and they made new roots. Okay. And then cut off the the affected roots, and then bonded, grafted, grafted these these root new graft. seedling That's roots. That's really to weird. Roots. So they did a complete root transplant. That's that's complicated. <laughs> they really wanted to keep this tree alive. I'm gonna look into that. It's yeah. Interesting. So there's hope for Phytophthora. They have the time <laughs> and the patience. They find any. <laughs> yeah. So um, hopefully not though. I mean, our our last test of Phytophthora found very minimal oh, cool. Phytophthora. So we have a very clean nursery. Um, little Current shout out to our, our nursery team. <laughs> Go nursery. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, so what happened was uh, they did that. And then about 26 years later, they noticed that there was still some scarring from the Phytophthora, mm-hmm. and they they didn't want to um, take any chances. So um, what they did was they uh, did another um, another root transplant, root transplant just to <laughs> cool. be absolutely safe. And um, basically, the University of California scientists were in charge of doing that okay. uh, both times. Um, so uh, in in 2014, it was threatened again. Oh, and that's recent. Yeah, and uh, there's a bit of a humorous disease. Um, the disease is not funny, but the name sure is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it came from the Asian citrus uh, psyllid, which was a, a bug that was um, an insect uh, that was <laughs> that was uh, threatening um, a lot of other trees in in the area, okay. um, in the Riverside area, and. Um, what they call it, the bacteria that this this insect um, spews out is called mm-hmm. uh, in. Um, uh, I'm not sure what language, um, but I'm thinking, and, and I, again, I, I completely apologize. I'm thinking it might be Chinese or yeah. Taiwanese. Okay. Um, that but it's called uh, Honglongbing. Okay, that um, sounded great. Which it translates to the yellow shit disease. Ah, doesn't sound as great. No, really. <laughs> so, uh, so they built a buffer zone around this tree um, to keep the insects out, mm-hmm. and um, it's been on slow decline kind of since then. And okay. they're having a hard time. Um, the caretakers are having a hard time reversing it, mm-hmm. as far as I've found. Um, but I do not see them giving up a fight. Yeah. That easily. Um, if we can do a complete root transplant <laughs> on a tree. I, yeah. I'm sure that the confidence that they'll do it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, some of the other impo- impacts that the, the tree had um, was that uh, it, it 
it gave rise to um, the uh, Citrus Experiment Station. Okay. Um, so it, it uh, influenced um, the Citrus Experiment mm-hmm. Station. Um, so it also influenced uh, ICE railroad cars. Oh, how's that? Um, so people... <laughs> It helped give rise to the California fruit movement. Okay. Um, fruit industry. Um, so people really wanted these oranges. So, you know, uh, like in Michigan, where I'm from, mm-hmm. we liked oranges too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to get the uh, to get the fruit there, they needed uh, iced oh, okay. railroad cars. Cool. Um, also, uh, creation of the Sunkiss and other cooperative marketing organizations. Mm-hmm. So oranges for everyone. Yeah. Um, various insect control. Uh, serious uh, to uh, various insects to control serious uh, mm-hmm. pests like um, uh, the the insects that were mm-hmm. shitting yellow stuff on <laughs> yes <laughs> the whatever insect was doing that <laughs> um, so they they gave rise to the the natural um, introduce uh, one insect to take care of another mm-hmm. um, so a lot of different uh, different things packing houses jobs it just gave rise to an entire um, economy built cool. around I was um, driving to Sequoia National Park over Thanksgiving break and mm-hmm. we passed so many orange trees it was insane it's all like the halos variety like all those little mandarins and yeah yeah there's just tons and tons of orange trees so California is important for the orange yeah. business in Honestly, I, I, everything I saw just came right back down to to those those cuttings that yeah, uh, the, the tibbets put in the ground and or the, the the saplings they put in the ground and um, I may be calling them saplings, but it's, I don't know if yeah. that's really what they're called. You can correct <laughs> me on that later. <laughs> but yeah, um, a little more information on the Brazilian uh, the disease that that wiped out all of their their crops. It was in 1930. Um, and uh, Washington um, sent, or the government, Washington, mm-hmm. D.C., sent cuttings of the Tibbetts uh, navel tree to Brazil as a goodwill gesture. Oh, so back to Brazil. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, like you said, it goes full circle. <laughs> um, but every single uh, navel orange tree out there right now uh, are clones. Of that one in Riverside. Wow. Of that one in that Riverside. That's super cool. Um, or rather the, the the mutation that uh, originated in Portugal. Yeah. So, um, wow. But uh, there are other varieties like the uh, the dream navel, mm-hmm. um, the the late navel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know why they're called that, but the cara cara, uh, oh, okay. which uh, is in Venezuela, and it has more of like a ruby red. Uh, grapefruit yeah um, it, it doesn't have a grapefruit uh taste it's still mm-hmm. sweet but um it's kind it's of more pink red. on the inside and red yeah, yeah yeah so there are different varieties out there but it mm-hmm. all comes down to that that one tree either in portugal or brazil or whatever you want to mm-hmm. you know credit it to Cool. That's about it. That's uh, awesome. that's about all the wind I have. Thank you so much, Brian, <laughs> for teaching us a lot about the navel orange. That was very insightful and interesting. So thank you so much. No problem. Glad to be here. Navel orange recipe. Delicious. What should we do with all of our navel oranges? That sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I love my own jokes. Okay, let's see. Um, let's keep it simple. A lot of the times, people are just throwing oranges on top of things. Yeah, like, like a, a garnish, but you got to embrace the orange. Exactly. And you know what? If, if oranges can be squeezed into a delicious juice and we can use it in our beer, we might as well. We might as well. We might as well. Tell me how to do it.
Okay. This recipe comes from our dear friend, Martha Stewart. Oh, Martha Stewart. She hasn't texted us in a while. She hasn't. Yeah, it's weird. So you're going to need 48 ounces of wheat beer. Okay. Easy. Easy yeah. peasy. Wheat beer. One cup of freshly squeezed orange juice. That takes three to four oranges squeezed. All right. Not so bad. Yeah. Your wrist will just be about to be tired. Navel oranges, to be specific. Yes, navel oranges. Keep it navel, kids. Okay, and then a fourth a teaspoon of almond extract. That part's optional, you know, allergies and yeah. such. So, you basically what you're just going to do is put it all together in a pitcher. Stir it up and serve it to your friends. Kind of like a mimosa, mm. but with beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so delicious. if people don't like champagne and you're having like a, I'm not a, big a little brunch brunch. Bunch. And don't forget to serve with sliced oranges. It's very important for presentation. Yes, that's true. You know, presentation makes the world go round. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We're not sure. Alright, everyone. We hope you learned a little bit more about the navel orange. We can, oh, we can only hope, you know? We can only hope. Can Maybe only hope made, you didn't like, learn anything. Maybe you were listening to this and got distracted. You can listen to it again. <laughs> Maybe they had already known everything about the Navel oh, Orange. Brian, I'm sorry you listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, listening, guys, though. If you did, if you were there, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, we might have something special planned for our 10th episode. We'll see. Stay you, tuned. Yeah, if you have any suggestions for maybe a winter vegetable that we should do next week. Yes. It is December now, so. That's true. And we have some vegetables lined up for February, but yeah. December, January are mm. OP. What's your favorite Christmas vegetable, you know? The oh. Brussels sprout is very popular, but we already did That's that. That's true. Well, I think next week I'll have to talk about my life as a farmer now, too. Oh. Stay tuned. Oh, my word. <laughs> um, but keep listening after the end of this outro because we have a special song um, written and performed by our very own Brian, who we interviewed earlier, and it's pretty good, if I do say so myself. Honestly, I can't go through this episode without talking about the fact that, remember that Disney Channel movie Smart House? Smart and House, And then yes. Orange came up from the counter, from under the counter. It's in a scene, kids, I swear. Look it up. Again, I mentioned that. The orange has been around forever. <laughs> well, thanks in so much for lives. listening. <laughs> Have a great week. Hey, little orange, where'd you get that belly button from? You say you got it from the tree you doesn't see you fit.